Yeah. Avoid legal snags by telling people they're being recorded. <laughs> <laughs> That's so great. We want to we want our audience to know that we're always recording them. That's very important, <laughs> guys. If you, if you listen to our podcast, you've consented to us recording everything you do. And thank you for the webcam money because the I saw a lot of you guys sleeping. So thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe maybe you should maybe you should put on a shirt, sir. Salad <laughs> 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 All I'm, right, we are here with episode two, Optimus Primetime, more than meets your ears. Uh, I'm Craig Mahoney, and joining me as always is my friend and co-host, Justin Murray. Justin. Ah, weep, grana, weep, mini bong. <laughs> the universal greeting. That's going to be fun when we get to there. Hopefully, oh, yeah. hopefully we'll have built up some sort of hope. You know, kids, please, if, if, if there's one thing you can do. Uh, tell your friends if you're a Transformers fan. There's all sorts of you know we're going to be posting this these episodes in different Facebook groups and I'm going to be tagging all sorts of accounts and whatever trying to build up an audience. But if you if you heard the first episode and you like it and uh, you know you like what you're, you're hearing here, tell your Transformer loving friends you know to to give us a listen and to follow along. Um, yeah, and we, we don't we, we are not set up that. By, by the time that we record the third episode here, I will have more info as far as uh, where you can find us on social media and subscribe and things like that. We'll, we're, we're getting all that set up as we speak. Right now, right now, we're just trying to get these things recorded and out. <laughs> That's right. And also, like, as we get that going, feel free to send us messages if you want us to cover something or do a special topic or something like that. We're happy to do that. So, And, uh, you know, if you're, if you're a maker of any sort of Transformers, uh, you know, third-party toys and you want somebody to test them out <laughs> you're just yes. be happy <laughs> yeah fans toys reach out to me fans toys i'm happy to you know i know you guys are we have, we have like a three-foot fortress maximus it's about 800 bucks so definitely uh, starting a collection <laughs> plate for that guy whenever anyone <laughs> there you go so we are uh, episode two of the episode more than meets the uh, uh, three-part miniseries. So, it's funny that it's only a three-part miniseries. You figured it would, you know, like, they usually would do, like, five or four, so they could at least go Monday through Thursday, Monday through Friday. Yeah. The fact that I remembered it as four. I really thought it was four until I started I know. <laughs> I, I was really surprised. I mean, especially because they do pack so much plot into this. Like, this episode, you think back, and you're like, oh, yeah, this is the one that ends with Megatron and Optimus uh, having that battle atop the dam, and Megatron's got his electro mace, and Optimus has his axe, and uh, no, that's the middle of the episode. Yep. And when we when we get there, I don't want to go too far ahead, but that is one of my favorite parts in the whole series, just because it really does a great job of kind of showing who Megatron is and who Optimus is. Yeah, and, and well, every, that is I think one of the that is one of the most iconic, I think, most well known and, and loved moments in all of Transformers. Any media. Oh, yeah. Anything. I think people look back at that. In fact, I got. I, I, I'm hoping at some point in the next few weeks or months, I, w- I want to do a nice uh, painting of that, which I think would be kind oh, of cool. Dude, good call. That's a great yeah. idea. Yeah. So, so in this one, we we, we go and we find uh, our first, just a quick, real quick recap, and we can get into the various different parts here. Uh, it starts off with with uh, the Transformers rescuing uh, Spike and Sparkplug from the flaming oil derrick, and then they take them home. <laughs> Then back to the arc, and then Spike uh, is writing in his diary, and, and the different Transformers, like the Trailbreaker and Mirage and Hound, show them, uh, tell them a little bit about themselves to sort of introduce yeah. Spike, Spike and by and show and Spike the audience. Show them the idea that, like, and yeah. we have the idea now that, like, every Transformer has a, well, actually not all of them, but a lot of them seem to have, like, 
an extra power they can do. Uh, Trailblazer can make yeah. like a force field. Mirage can be invisible. Um, you know, so it's but not all of them. Strangely enough, like Optimus Prime can't do shit. Bumblebee can't do shit. You know what I mean? Bumblebee's <laughs> special power is getting into trouble. Yeah, that's true. Get his ass kicked in. He's, <laughs> he's the Robin of the. He's, just, he's the guy's there. To, he's the he's the lowest lane. He's there to be. Best. He really is, dude. <laughs> uh. And by the way, like as the show goes on, pay attention to how small his part becomes. Him and Hound yeah. are about to disappear after this third episode. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to barely see him around. <laughs> but it's amazing. That's what strikes me so much Like in the last 20 years is how they bumblebees become like the bad. I'm like, really? Bumblebee? Like, that's yeah. like, I, it, it still makes no sense to me that of all the characters, he's the one they just showed. They decided they're going to, you know, uh, focus the whole franchise around it. It's just, it's, yeah, it's still well, I. I remember him being really popular when I was a kid, but I never got why. Because although, to be honest, like when I was a kid, what I remember is like the most two popular were uh, Grimlock and Bumblebee. That's what I was like. Yeah. I really like Grimlock, dude. So I was kind of surprised that he didn't get more stuff. I don't know in the future projects and stuff. He doesn't even make a movie until four. And then well, he's like, well, I guess because you know he's a transforms into a dinosaur, and it's kind of like how do you yeah, gotta sure. <laughs> you gotta find a way to explain that. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> anyway, before we get too far, so they're showing so, off all their talents. They're showing up all their talents, and then we see the Decepticons uh, realizing that they need uh, more energy, and they decide to go uh, to Sherman Dam, which, I, as far as I know, is not a real place. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not a real dam. As a kid, I thought, oh, Sherman Dam, you know, come on. <laughs> uh, so they, where the Autobots, where they're gonna, they're gonna create a tidal wave by sending Rat, uh, Rumble down under the water to uses uh, pile drivers. To you know, create a tidal wave to overload the dams to get all the energy they want and uh, head back. And they realize that they still need a little more, so they decide to go to get the ruby crystals of Burma. Which yeah, is, which I don't just... know if they're called the ruby crystals because they're red, or if they're supposed to be rubies and because rubies are no. gemstones and crystals are different. So That's much. true. <laughs> it's also like MacGuffin 101. Like they're just yeah. literally made it like out of nowhere. Hey, by the way, he says it. Just like you did. I don't know where he's like, well, we have to get those ruby crystals of Burma. And you're like, what now? I'm sorry, what now? Is there a fucking... Were we no, talking about junk stones earlier? Because this came out of Megatron fucking Megatron doesn't say it. Megatron says we need more power. And Soundwave just goes, the ruby crystals of Burma. And Megatron's like, yeah, of course. Obviously. <laughs> As we've been discussing <laughs> off camera this whole time. <laughs> yeah. He's like, don't you know? Aren't you aware of this? So, uh, yeah. Oh, by the way, in this process, they're like explaining to Spike... And Sparkplug, where they're from, and they're like, we're to, we're from a planet very, very far from Earth. And I'm like, you're not. You're from a planet, like, it's real close to Earth, dude. Like, it's really, really close. I hate to apparently, bring it to that. Apparently, it's locked in. The only way I could even try to describe this scientifically, if you're going to really try to explain it, is that Cybertron is locked in, like, a synchronous orbit with the Earth, but it's just always on the opposite side of the sun, so we can never see it. <laughs> Oh, yeah, or like realize it's there because it is how fast they go to and from and bring side you know in, in future episodes it's clearly yeah. like it's like it's like closer than mars yeah dude it's <laughs> fucking close as shit it's like, right? i like that theory though craig that's actually pretty well thought out dude <laughs> it's actually well, I, it's listen a- i i am a member of the american museum of natural history i spent a lot of time in the hayden planetarium <laughs> that's right yeah i've been trying to get cybertron to enter into the planet directly forever yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I spoke to you know Neil deGrasse Tyson, and I was like, "Listen, all right, so Pluto's out, but hear me out here. <laughs> <laughs> we need a new one. Oh, and then I, I mentioned this last episode, but this is where they 
they tell Spike and Sparkplug who they are, and they just totally, they're like, yep, yeah, sounds legit. Sounds good, yeah. dude. What's next? Well, no the problem. Basic, so it's basically, it's sort of like a very Jesus with the apostles thing. Like Spike and yeah. Sparkplug <laughs> apparently leave their entire lives behind, including every change of clothes that they have. They yeah. leave their jobs and they just go yeah. to follow yeah, and like, the Autobots. I don't know what the fuck, what happened to that dude's wife? Like he's got a kid. So like, is she <laughs> yeah. dead? They just like, whatever, fuck my whole family. Well, we find out in the end of this episode that, that Sparkplug also was a miner, and he worked in the mines for the Ruby Crystals of Perma. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because, because, you know, if you if you have one manual labor job, whatever, you can do whatever. You, you do, do all of them. Yeah, he's a globetrotter of, like, shitty jobs. He's like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> clean toilets <laughs> in Ethiopia, then I do mines in Burma, and then I fucking... <laughs> so I, I don't know if the wife left him because he couldn't hold down a job and was just always traveling. Yeah, one to one. fair. I mean... Or if it was just, you know, tough, you know, he had to raise a kid, you know, he, he, the mom died in childbirth or whatever, I don't know what happened, and now he's got to raise this son, and he's just taking jobs wherever you can find him. <laughs> I, I want to see, I want to see a remake of the, the Will, remember the Will Smith movie, Pursuit of Happiness, where he's like homeless, and he's trying to raise a kid. Oh, I dude, see, yeah. I want to see a remake of that with Sparkplug and Spike. Oh, that'd be great, dude. <laughs> Listen, Spike, don't ever let someone tell you you can't be something you want to be. <laughs> you don't want to be a... <laughs> You want to be a deadbeat miner? You can be a deadbeat miner. Do you want to be a yeah. terrible ex-husband to some poor lady whose uh, <laughs> son you kidnapped? You could be that too. Whatever you want to be. <laughs> clearly, uh, clearly, life has not been kind to to the to the Witwickies because they just decide no. up, they decide to up and leave it all behind for the new alien robot friends. Dude, and, and, you uh, know, now that you say that, if you look at it through that lens, it's actually kind of inspiring. Like if you look <laughs> at it as like a father and son duo who's like short on cash they're working on a fucking oil rig in the middle of nowhere and like the the wife mom is either dead or had left them or whatever and they're like man life can't get any fucking worse and then a couple of alien robots are throwing down you're like jesus christ this is amazing dude like and suddenly <laughs> suddenly that child support isn't a big deal anymore you're like you know what now dude? you have and now you have purpose Yes, exactly. And like now it's not a big deal. You couldn't pay for college for your kid and had to force them into the same <laughs> shitty manual labor hell that you live in. You know what I mean? Maybe like maybe it's uh, yeah, I don't know. It's pretty great. And for they've them. got they've got a fire. place to stay now. They have and they, they don't have to worry about car payments. They have the auto bonds. Yeah, that's <laughs> no. true. Yeah, they can just ride in there. Yeah. Uh, dude. And that's like there's that part in the episode, too, where they're driving around and, like, it's just that beat-you-over-the-head 80s kid humor. He's like, oh, you're doing a good job of driving. I'm not even driving. <laughs> yeah. I'm doing all the driving. That's because that's me. And I, I know I found it's, it's, what's so weird is Hound shows up that he can do holograms. Yeah, Hound can do holograms. And, and, and yet when Spike Spikes gets in, because this, this is a top-down Jeep. Like, there's so. Yeah, you know, and Spike gets in and he sits in the passenger seat, and so there's yeah, still a, there's still just a jeep driving around for anybody on the outside looking at it. It's just a jeep driving around with an empty driver's seat. <laughs> Guy in the passenger. That's a good point, dude. Like, why not either a have Spike get in the driver's seat or b uh, you know use the damn hologram? <laughs> yeah, or like why like get put Spike in the fucking trunk, man. You're a robot. Like, aren't you armored? <laughs> like, why is he just hanging out out in the open? And also, yeah. like, I mean. Again, now we're starting to like poke holes in the children's cartoon, which I, there's going to be a lot of this on the show. But um, <laughs> <laughs> it is weird, like you know, how come Wheeljack can make a bulletproof visor in front of him in episode one, but then like he's not always the guy driving around. It's pretty useful, dude. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know what's weird is clearly clear they hadn't entirely nailed down the voices um, for the characters. Oh, yeah. 
Because, well, there's, first of all, there's the typical, old, like, you know, in the beginning we see Braun going to uh, free Huffer, and he makes that, cracks that horrible joke about how there's two, there's two things I hate. It's fire and water. It's like, really? Who are you, James Taylor? Like, uh, yeah, and also, like, where's water on Cybertron? I, I, I don't even know about water. Maybe that's why he hates it. He just, he's just, he's that sure, unfamiliar he's like, with it. He's so scared. <laughs> But uh, that's a good point. Dude. <laughs> but but at one point there there are two points episode where where we we so we we hear Huffer say something and and then Braun's mouth is moving right before Braun says his line, and it's not it doesn't sound entirely like how Braun will sound later on in the series. And then there's another point uh, later where where Optimus there's an Optimus line, but with Prowl's mouth is moving, and then Prowl's line comes in after that. So oh, the, yeah. but there's a lot of that throughout the series. Uh, oh, yeah. The yeah, really um, crazy Starscream's, thing is so, is that Wheeljack like, line. No, sorry. Go ahead. Wheeljack, when they're outside the Ruby Crystals of Burma, and Wheeljack gives him a bomb, he's got a bit of like a southern twang or something. Like it's not the, like his voice is a little different. It's still the same oh, voice yeah. actor, still a Wheeljack voice, but he's like, you know, he's just taking his bomb. He's, he's like, he's got a little yeah, bit of a yeah, cowboy dude. thing going on. Yeah, the first uh, Starscream's first line in the whole show back in episode one is like a totally different guy's voice. It's definitely so Frank like, Welker. Get him! And you're like, what? It's Frank. It, it, it's absolutely Frank Welker who do, does a. Uh, you know, rumble oh, yeah, and 100%. Uh, but he's not doing either one of those voices. It's just one of those, you know, he's just, yeah, some odd voice that we just in there. Um, and there's also a weird thing, like you, show, you see the Decepticons, they go to fly out to the Ruby Crystals, and all of a sudden there's an armada of planes behind them. And even in, when they're in the mines, you see Thundercrack and Skywarp, the two of them are pushing this mine cart, and then they cut back inside the mine. You see all these seekers. Yeah, the purple Working ones the too. Like, yeah, which is because, as you know, I'm a, I'm a toy nerd. So, like, they've made every seeker that's been on the show. Like, even Red Wing has a toy now, which is pretty yeah. nuts. Like, and all the rain, we're, you know, we'll explain who the Rainmakers are in a year. But um, <laughs> they've made all of them. But like, they'd never. You're right. There's like the reflector colored seekers, and there's like twelve of them, and they yeah. just like exist for a while, then they don't. Which is funny because like in the other Transformers media, they definitely like imply that there's like. Starscream's leader, and then uh, Thundercracker and Skywarp are like his lieutenants, and then there's a shitload of other ones that you just they're don't like see. drones. Yeah, and they're like exactly they're well, like the soldiers. Well, like Transformers drones. Prime, I think they were drones. I don't know if they're that way in other. Yeah, I think they're all. And so in in the G1 cartoon, I believe there's no such thing as drones, except for like if you're Metroplex and like Six Gun or something like that. Like if it's a part of you. Then you yeah. can operate that. Well, that's what actually, well, we see, well, we see one today. We, we, one of the rare, I, or is it the yeah. only cartoon appearance of Roller coming yeah. out of the back of Optimus? And the only time he gets named. I think he pops yeah. up a couple times, but he's only like, you just see him around. But yeah, it's the only time they name him, and they definitely imply that Optimus is like taking control of him, you know? Yeah, he's got little R2-D2 uh, beeping stuff that he does, and then he... He goes in just as the bomb blows up, and uh, that's and that's where we are left. That cliffhanger, or literally a yep. roller, as we the flag is not about down to start and, coming down. Yeah, yeah, pretty awesome slow motion semi going down the hill scene. Yeah, uh, yeah, pretty cool. <laughs> but speaking yeah, of you know, them trying to figure, you, know, you can see that things, you know, getting worked out here and there that don't happen again in the series is when Ratchet transforms. At one point, you actually see like his base that with the toy had. Like him oh, and the yeah. Ironhide, the old toys when they would transform and they had like yeah. it was sort of like a robot stand on top of a thing. Like you, you see that very briefly in this episode. Yep. Yeah, because that's yeah. uh, that's a very good uh, observation, dude. They were originally drawn as the old models, 
And then one of the last things they changed was the change them into a more something more suitable. So yeah, the, their transforming animation ends in that, and then they throw the last thing on. But yeah, yeah like on the original toy, which are like the original toys for Ironhide and, and uh, Ratchet are just I horrific. Oh, oh, they're so bad, dude. But like the head is like a flat panel that sits behind the windshield. And then they, on the American version of the release, they had to like include a sticker with a face on it because they didn't have a fucking head in the Japanese release. So they just like put a sticker on a panel and it's like this shitty robot face. <laughs> so like, I remember when I was a kid, my buddy had Ratchet and I was like, what the fuck is this, dude? This yeah, is even as a kid, I was like, how the hell is this a robot? Dude, it's like, so it's just, a, it's weird. It's like the, the transformation on that is like you fold the van up and then you put these arms up and it's got no legs and no head. So it's really just like this weird, it reminds me of a GoBot. Remember that? The GoBots didn't used to have heads oh, either. Oh, the GoBots. Were yeah, they, and they would like have, you know, the whole cockpit of the car would be the head or whatever. But yeah, they didn't make, make him quite as humanoid, which kind of, for me, like ruins the whole thing. You know what I mean? Because the whole yeah, thing with Transformers yeah. is like, they always end up looking like sort of like a dude. You know what I mean? <laughs> Well, that I, that is the whole point of the entire franchise. Yeah, exactly. But like, Speaking of GoBots, we can talk about we can you know talk about these episodes and how they seem a little hastily thrown together and like without a whole lot of respect for the yeah, that's a good point. The viewing audience. Uh, I recently rewatched maybe it was a couple of months ago, just out of curiosity, the 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 first episode of the old GoBot show, which is Hanna Barbera, by the way. Yeah. And uh, whoo. It does not hold up at all. Like even yeah. less than, like these, at least there's still a lot to recommend them. You know, I would still show this to like my kid today if I had one. I'd be like, no, and he, yeah. you know, I think little kids would still watch this. I wouldn't, I wouldn't let them watch GoBots. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll always wonder what would happen. Was it Tonka or Mattel to GoBots? I can't remember, but like Tonka. I always wonder. It was yeah. Tonka. Like what would have happened if they picked? Because they did the same thing. They just went to Japanese toys and like picked some out and sold them here. But man, yeah. like imagine if they had picked better. You know what I mean? Like they could have picked all the Transformers shit. <laughs> could I will say that uh, well, the Psykill, the leader, and then the, the 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 three main bad guys were actually pretty cool designs. Yeah, for sure. Psykill, I think, holds up. And actually, he's yeah. they put Psykill in because uh, you know I'm sure you know, but Hasbro owns the rights to the Gobots like as yes. of like 15 years ago. So Psykill's been. In the IDW uh, Transformers comics, a couple times, oh, he's one of the dudes uh, Megatron fucks up in the Gladiator arena. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, he's popped up a couple times, and it's cool because I agree. Like out of all the designs, he's the one that like holds up. And to be honest, like I think he still has a pretty good transformation, dude. Where they took the front wheel and like yeah. made it. A yeah, I think Psycho like holds up pretty well, uh, honestly. Yeah, he's the only they, one. Maybe I they can take another it. fucking Killbots character. <laughs> <laughs> so. But back back to the Transformers. Uh, <laughs> we see the fight on Sherman uh, Dam, which is yep. great. But you know, the one thing that uh, stuck out to me in this episode is uh, Trailbreaker is basically a uh, Yukon Cornelius from the yep. Rudolph Rednose Reindeer. If <laughs> he was a Transformer, like he's a very he's a. They looked at the Pathfinder truck that he turned into, and it was just like, well, who drives these type of things? And they basically like yeah. he's he's the redneck Transformer, basically. He is, dude, and also like. He's all, like, it's so funny because he's getting shot at, and they're like, yeah, he can't go very fast. I'm like, yeah, doesn't he make a fucking shield? Didn't he <laughs> just say that shit? He just said I could make a shield. Make a fucking shield, dude. Like, this the problem is solved. What am I going to tell you what you can do? But, it, it, you know, it, it, watching this, I was like, man, I wish we got more of him in the rest of this series. Yeah. Because, because uh, I'm like, no, he is kind of, like, I kind of like him. He's like, you know. <laughs> That's the best part about these three is they have to spend a little bit of time with, like, every character. So you do get, like... 
you do get a lot of Hound in this one, and you don't see much of him. He's got like one episode yeah. in the rest of the series, and then you get a lot of Mirage comparatively, which you don't get yeah. a lot more later on. It's like you do get time with everybody, and also like as we'll discuss with this uh, damn fight, you start seeing like who the Autobots are as characters. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. They're not for for after this three part series, they're just going to become like soldiers, and they're going to always win. Like after this three part series, the Autobots win every episode. Spoiler alert: they win everything. <laughs> so like. This is the only time you get to see this kind of juxtaposition between, like, these peace-loving kind of scientists, more-oriented guys who are, like, forced into this war they have to fight, fighting, and they have more numbers than these other guys, but these other guys are all weapons of war, so they have to, like, they're always outgunned, and they're always outsmarted strategically, so it becomes, like, how do we win this fight without becoming these guys, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's all, that that goes away after these three-part episodes, but, like, that's pretty strong in this episode. Well, I, th- I think you see it a little bit more, and, and, and you know, I, I think it goes away throughout the series. I think you see it, though, in the, the next, because the, after the the three-part miniseries to open up the whole cartoon series, uh, mm-hmm. once it starts season one proper, there is sort of, like, those first five, six, seven episodes kind of all have, like, almost one through line storyline yeah we mm-hmm. see a little bit more of that uh, as we go but um yeah this the um the irony is that like i there's some i really really love some episodes of season three especially because there's a lot of flashback episodes um but it's a weird juxtaposition because in season three you start seeing really interesting stories and like no fucking budget at all <laughs> like even right. even less than they have now so well and also starts, the worst part about season three is that they did start to take it a little bit more seriously and, and seem to care more about the right well that was when what's his face uh Flint Dill, I think, took a, he was like main story guy on the movie. Oh yeah, yeah. He took over as the main uh, guy, and that's where it got a lot. You know, everything was out in space, and it got a lot more sci-fi. But uh, but unfortunately, all the characters that we've grown to love over the whole first two seasons are gone. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what, what really kind of kills, it's... kills you about the third season. Yeah, I mean, like it's like a different we show. Our, <laughs> when we do our movie episode, we need to set aside like ten minutes just to talk about like <laughs> the whole thing because like. It's it really stands out in history as like one of the all time bad decisions. And by the way, like every other Transformers media has resurrected those characters. You know what I mean? Like none yeah. of them. <laughs> like nobody has just the thing where they're all dead. So it is a uh, it is pretty fascinating. Also, since all those guys crash into a mountain and then survive for four million years and fine yeah. and like <laughs> shot in the chest, and they're all just like smoking barbecue eyes. You know what I mean? Like just Prowl just dying oh, in misery yeah, that's, immediately. That's... <laughs> Jesus. Anyway. Uh, movie. <laughs> talk, about, talk about the war. So, like, clearly Optimus Prime is one of the only ones there who knows what he's doing. Ironhide is a fighter. And we see yep. two other characters who don't get enough, I think, in the original uh, stories. Um, they show up to save Trailbreaker. We get our, our Lambo twins. Oh, yeah. Uh, Sideswipe like, and oh, Sunstreaker. I totally agree. They need more time. I think they do get an episode on their own eventually, but yeah, they're uh, also dude. When I was a kid, those toys were fucking awesome. Those are the oh, two. I was like, dude, come on. I know. And like jazz was cool, man, but man, that red Countach dude, that was just like, that looks so <laughs> awesome. And he had a great transformation. One of the better, like in terms of posability and actual playability, yeah. like, one of the best ones ever, like really like intuitive transformation looked like exactly like he did in the show. You know, besides the fact that he couldn't move his legs, he was pretty posable. So yeah, dude, yeah. I mean, like that's awesome. They called those guys in. Yeah. So we get to see that. Yeah. Everybody kind of gets their little moment to shine, um, in, in, in these three episodes. You're right. But then we get to what is the, the great, the showdown of Optimus and Megatron. It's yeah. Awesome. It starts inside. Like they're on a walkway and, uh, and Optimus is really talking some trash. <laughs> yes, dude. <laughs> All you are is junk. 
<laughs> yeah. And he's like, like, by the way, he says that as he's getting his ass kicked. Like, he's getting... Yeah. Dude, make no mistake about it. This fight goes 100% Megatron's direction. Not this Prime gets fucked up. I don't think he gets one hit in. He literally just gets <laughs> just, just manhandled. Like, dog-walked up and down this fucking platform by Megatron. And, like, he, you're right. He's just talking shit the whole time. And Megatron... Listen, this whole fight sequence, to me, Megatron looks fantastic. Because yeah. he wins, but he doesn't kill him. And then he doesn't talk shit unless to be in response. And then his his version of shit talking is like, hey, you're talking a lot of shit for a guy who's getting destroyed right now. <laughs> and then he just throws him off the fucking cliff. And that's... Well, the, he, the, the best is, though, like, he's that one line where he's, he's talking about, like, he's, you know, the this energy, this planet isn't yours to take, and this isn't yours. You go, and, he, and Megatron's like, no, everything is mine. It's all... Yeah. that's awesome because that is that is who he is dude it's uh again like the cartoon can't get into the whole thing where he starts off as like a freedom fighter and that's why jet fires on his side originally and all this kind of stuff but then ends up being this like conqueror and it's sort of like secondary to his original plan but yeah this this megatron at this point in the show at this point in the story is like completely lost completely corrupt just wants to fucking run everything he thinks that all species are dumber than him he he is you know, like there, there is no redemption. Like he, he's like you know Palpatine in Star Wars, but he's just like pure evil. Exactly. He doesn't care. Yeah, he's just yeah. it's all, it's all for me. I and again, that's why he, that's why the Decepticons ultimately follow the Autobots off Cybertron, just because he's like, no, you're not. If there's more power out there, if there's more fuel out there, I'm going to get it. You don't get to have it. <laughs> yeah. Even though and he I could think... have just ruled Cybertron with the Autobots gone. And that's what they've always said with the whole like that's supposed to be the reason that he like keeps Starscream around. Is it like? He wants to be the, the strongest, you know what I mean? So, like, he needs to show everybody else that there's, like, this guy who's openly trying to fuck with him and he doesn't care because, like, he's still a good soldier. But it's also, like, the kind of soldier society, right? Like, if someone wants to take over from you, you have to beat me in a fight. And, like, here's this guy always trying and I always fuck him up. So it's kind of like this message he sends everybody else, you know? But it, like, definitely informs him as just this dude who's only concerned with domination. Yeah. No, it's you know classic, classic. Like I said, but that's why so much of stuff holds up so well because it is so archetypal. You know, it is like that. Yeah. You know, it, it, that's why you know I, you, you, could, you could try. I, that's why it's weird. You know, and some of the other stuff. Well, we're, we want to get into and we want to you know check out some of the gray areas and stuff like that. And I'm like, ah, but it's tough because this is like, yeah, they are. This is like a fairy tale. It is very good. White hat yes. versus black hat. You know, <laughs> like. Oh yeah, and this is like. To your point, you can't, like, you can't deconstruct it too much without losing yeah. part of what makes it great. Exactly, and this is the part. Where I would, if somebody had told Ryan Johnson that, that would have been nice. Yeah, no <laughs> shit. But this this part of their story, like after the war has basically almost ended, you know what I mean? And then they're kind of like moving on. Like this is the perfect place to tell it to kids because you know it's like it's like I said, it's good versus evil. One side has gone way too too far down the tubes and they're gone kind of crazy. The other side has been beaten to shit, so they're like kind of backpedaling and then trying to maintain who they are. And like, it is very good versus evil and you can do an episodic thing. But yeah, I think it's great that like the older like audience stuff, like they, they have that kind of like pre war on Cybertron and then the war on Cybertron part that they can really get into and like break that. And that's when you can get in your deconstruction. Yeah. Yeah. What is the nature? I think think too, with the whole, you're talking about like trying to teach kids a lesson or whatever. I think the whole Starscream Megatron dynamic is, you know, Autobots are, they're good. They're friends. They help yeah, each they other. That's together. what friends do. They work together. Bad people. They don't. They're fighting, and that and that's why they lose. You yeah, know? exactly. Yep, and that's the whole. And it's like the whole. They're all up for themselves, so they can never win because they can't work together. Even yeah. though. And that they was the idea. They did the same thing purposely. <laughs> Cobra was always fighting against each other. There was always infighting. You yeah. Know? 
And they said both and shows. I, I, they remember, both I remember shows. somebody said they did that on purpose. Yeah, I think they did. And also, like, both of those shows have one episode where the Cobra slash the Decepticons work together and win. Like, there's that, <laughs> that one. There's that one in a couple episodes where, like, all the Decepticons give their powers to Megatron. Yeah. And he just fucking beats the shit on the mountain. This. I'm like, yeah, you guys could have done that, like, tomorrow. I could do that every day. And there's one in G.I. Joe, too, where I think, like, the Dreadnoughts and the Cobra work together and then start fighting, like, halfway through. But yeah. they're winning until they do. And it's always, like, that's the whole point. It's like you're saying, dude. It's like teamwork. Even these assholes can win if they just work together. Yeah. <laughs> the power <laughs> of friendship. Yeah. So, <laughs> So as this episode wraps up, so they they you know they leave Sherman Dam, they take the friggin' uh, the what do you call them? <laughs> energon cubes, and yeah. they, they realize they need more, just enough more to get. And I love that they call it a space cruiser. It's not a spaceship. So oh, it's dude. like the cruiser. They're going in they style. Build it. They're gonna they cruise build it in no fucking time at all, dude. They, that <laughs> thing has an elevator for transformers. Yeah. And it's fucking huge. So like that thing is massive, son. Yeah. Like I don't know. Where they found and the nobody – and apparently I, I don't know what the Reagan administration was up to at the time on our satellite capabilities. Nobody notices this thing. Is oh, yeah, for sure. None of the world's military is worth it. It's a giant Dude. spaceship. And also worth mentioning, worth mentioning, this is pre-Constructicons who like this is yeah. their fucking job. So like these are just like poor Rumble and Frenzy carrying fucking <laughs> metal plates and bending them. Like, I don't know how they did that shit, but it's pretty impressive to me. Yeah, yeah. I get the feeling all the tapes were working on overtime. <laughs> well, apparently, well, as we see in the, in the mines, apparently they can just, like, clone Seekers, I guess, whenever they want. I don't know. Yeah. You know, it's funny. And I guess well, like, that sort of turns up in, after the movie with What's-His-Face. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, with the, the Scourge. The, yeah, yep. the swoops. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I guess sure. we see that We see that in this one episode, and then uh, that's it. And then, of course, now now is – What's what happened to Bumblebee and Sparkplug? They're in they're in the the mines when it blows up. Yep. And by the way, did they set did the Decepticons themselves set up all those tubes and that whole mining system? <laughs> did they do that or was that already there? Because there's nobody there. There's no humans there. Yeah, no, it was really that's the thing. It was very conveniently abandoned. For, especially <laughs> for like a mine filled with rubies. <laughs> but the fact that it's like a mine with pneumatic like tubing where they can just suck the rubies in. Like that's a uh, yeah, that is sure, a that yeah. is a world changing yeah it's also like they set that up like literally they had that tube in front of a pile of rubies and they're like well let's just call it a day and then tomorrow <laughs> start sucking all the rubies out automatically <laughs> i don't yeah. know it was like uh but yeah so then uh and then as we kind of already covered it but then uh uh optimus sends roller in there to try to help out and then immediately blows up sends optimus down the hill roller i mean we can presume he's dead i don't know i guess wheeljack's gonna crank out another roller because that seems like he's pretty fucked yeah. but uh yeah, and then that's the episode. Is everybody getting a, a pretty a pretty harsh Autobot loss at the end of this one? Yeah, is our, is our dear leader, is he going to make it? Our hero, Optimus Prime. Uh, you know, it's funny because you think, as far as just um, narrative t- tension, as far as a cliffhanger and, and trying to you know get somebody coming back to the next episode, the fact that Bumblebee and Sparkplug are inside should be, you think would be enough, but clearly, no, we need to, we're more worried about Optimus Prime. Dude, <laughs> we, forgot that, it is... we forgot that the other two are even in there. It is a pretty, like, for the second show of the whole series, like, it's pretty disastrous for the good guys, dude. Like, they start yeah. off getting their ass kicked, they end getting their ass kicked. Like, nobody... This is, this is their Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, and then <laughs> even, like, I think the only Decepticon that gets beaten the whole episode is fucking Laserbeak. 
Because yeah. uh, Sunseeker shoots him. And by the way, that's like a one for one because Sunseeker takes that uh, yeah. paint job. So, like, it's yeah. really. And we learn about Sunseeker's vanity, which is great. Yeah, and even Rumble hands hound his ass uh, underwater. Oh, yeah. And Dude, exactly. It's fucking. So, we'll see what happens next time. But this is, as of right now, the uh, Autobots are really eating shit. And they've taken yeah. their Cybertronian <laughs> losing ways and they brought it to Earth just to get lit up over and over again. So, you know, the way it's looking right now, it's going to be a, a murdered Optimus and then a tyrannical rule by Megatron. But I guess we'll see what happens next episode. Yeah, yeah. So, you got kids, you got to tune in next episode. See what happens. We'll be right here with you on Optimus Prime Time. More than meets your ears.